When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another joint podcast production, Gold Standard Network, Grant Cohn. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. He is Grant Cohn. Grant, the 49ers are 5-0. Life is great right now. How are you? I mean, their being 5-0 doesn't affect me one way or another. I'm just taking it one day at a time, which is what they're doing, too. So I'm trying to be like the 49ers. I'm aspiring to their level. JD4WG is a new YouTube channel member and Grant's channel. Congratulations, Grant. By the way, if you'd like to be a YouTube channel member at the Gold Standard Network, it's less than $3 a month. Custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. I just added a bunch of new emojis from this season, like Christian McCaffrey hurtling people. So if you want to sign up for that, please do. But we always appreciate support either way, whether it's Grant or me. The Niners being 5-0 does affect my mood, Grant. It puts me, food tastes better. The sun looks brighter. It does affect my mood. They're 5-0. They look like the best team in football by an incredibly wide margin. And yeah, I'm happy about it. You were there. I was there. And it was amazing. Was that your first experience at Levi's? Or tell me, tell, tell the good people how you, what it was like for you. First NFL game. And it was amazing. I was telling people, Ever since I went, like, just you see stuff before it happens when you're in the stands. On TV, you see it as it happens. But, like, yeah, you see the whole field. It's literally, I felt like I was watching a game with an eye patch up until now. And now I saw the whole field. You see Kittle break open on all these touchdown plays. And you're like, throw it. It's it's a whole new experience. It's ruined me for football because I can't go back to watching on TV now. So what you're saying is that now that you've seen it in, in person, you have less respect for what Brock Purdy's doing because there's so many guys wide open. That's what you're saying. Wow, shots fired. That's messed up, dude. That's messed up. It is crazy how many guys there are. I mean, it's just absurd right now how good this team looks. The Cowboys were supposed to be a challenge, Grant. This was supposed to be a difficult game for the 49ers. And Brandon Ayuk said it afterwards. We were unstrapping our pads after the third quarter. Is it possible that the Cowboys are just always overrated because they're the Cowboys and people talk about them like in the national media a lot? Like they lost to Arizona. And I think maybe, you know, who they beat? They beat the Giants. Cool. They beat the Jets. Cool. And they, they beat, beat the Patriots. Patriots. Sweet. Like that's nothing. You lost to the Cardinals. I think it's probably fair to, and they know they're not as good as the Niners. Like at no point in that game do the Cowboys look like they were thinking they were going to win it. They fell apart immediately. So I, mean, I don't I don't think that's the test that people make them out to be. The, the Niners always compare themselves to the to the Cowboys as if the Niners want to be America's team. It's like, yeah, you guys are America's team. Everyone get everyone wants to talk about you. Everyone says you're the consensus best team. I don't think the Cowboys are. I think that the Browns with Deshaun Watson are a bigger test than Dallas. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, I, certainly I don't even think the Browns are that big of a test. The Browns defense, like I don't think people realize. They give up 125 passing yards a game. 
Uh, that's it. 125 passing yards. It's ridiculous wow. right now how good they are playing. Uh, so it is going to be a test. And I saw a tweet from Jack Hammer who pointed out that Kyle Shanahan has kind of struggled against uh, Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator for the Browns. I can't, oh. I can't find wow. the tweet right now. Um, yeah. So it is going to be, this defense is going to be a test for the 49ers, but right now they have aced every single test put in front of them. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland has the number one pass defense in the league, giving up 125 pass yards a game. Number two, Dallas. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, these are the tests I get. They made Dallas look so bad. So I'm curious to see if they, if they put up 30, 35, 40 against Cleveland. Now you're thinking like, man, is this offense unstoppable? Like what team? I don't know. Philly did it last year in the NFC championship game, but the Niners were adamant that that was just fluky. And if they, if that play had never happened, they were going to beat Philly. Like, Maybe that's the truth. I don't know. I, it's, can we can we talk about like expectations for this team now? Can we just get to it? Yes, let's get to it. Okay, so we all agree. Like there was a lot of skepticism for a long time. Like, hey, Niners aren't going to win a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't give a damn how good the roster is. Like it's not going to happen with Jimmy, and that was probably true. And then when Brock Purdy came around, like I, I was skeptical about that too. Like coming off the surgery, look at his skill set. I, I feel like he's good enough on this team to win a Super Bowl. I feel like they got it. This team is clearly the best team in the league on paper. It's clear. And the coach, Kyle Shanahan, is doing a great job, but he has his history of flopping in big, big, big games. So to me, like, this all comes back to Kyle. It's not, it's not a referendum on Brock or the offensive line or Isaiah Oliver. Like, this is, dude, you're supposed to be one of the top three coaches in the league. I, no one's disputing that. You have the best team in the league. This team is, you have, like, Georgia. You got to win, man. No excuses, dude. Like, your team is pretty healthy. You got to – this is the year. And I think – I'm not even betting against them at this point. Like, I, I don't see – if they play – when they play Philly and Philly, I'm, I'm probably prepared to pick the Niners to win that game. They, they could they could go undefeated. They could win the Super Bowl. I think that should be the expectation this year. Like, get it done. Get it done. It was already Super Bowl or bust coming into the season, and now I think that they have just raised those. Because I think reasonable, yeah. reasonable people could have said – and. I said, like, we don't know about Brock. He's coming off a major surgery. He's very unproven. But the way he's playing now, I mean, no one's talking about his elbow now. He's dominating. He's completing 72% of his passes. And he's also completing 72% of his passes, 10 or more air yards down the field. Like, he has answered all of those questions that we had about the elbow. It has to be Super Bowl. It's And, and honestly, Grant, like, I the title of the, my YouTube video today is like, are we going to start talking about an undefeated regular season here? Are we at that point? I think they're that good. I mean, you, if teams usually lose a game. They're not supposed to lose. And that would be, you know, they could do that. But this team looks that good. But let me come back to Kyle Shanahan for a second. It's like when we go back two years, they can blame, um, you know, Jaquaski Tart for not intercepting that pass. And that's why they didn't go to the Super Bowl. But last year, okay, last year they had Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. That was a different team. And that team was rolling like it's rolling now. And you could really argue, I mean, I have, and I think a lot of people have, that the reason the Niners didn't win last year is because Kyle, not because of Brock, not because Brock didn't step up in the pocket, but because Kyle tried to block Hassan Reddick with Tyler Croft on one play early in the game. And that was a, a blunder on his part. Like, is he going to have another blunder? I feel like that's what it's going to come down to this year. It's not going to be about Brock. I, It'll be about health or it'll be about Kyle Shanahan performing in the biggest game because we know he's going to kill it up until then. 
he just has those skeletons in his closet, you know, uh, multiple big games, three or four. You and I disagree about the, the, how much blame to put on Shanahan for the Brock injury in the NFC title game. But I, I do think that Kyle does tend to pucker in bigger games in bigger moments. Now How about when he didn't throw their challenge flag in the, in the Eagles game, like that was just not Kyle's best game at all. Do you think that maybe that changes? Maybe he's a little more relaxed because he doesn't have Jimmy Garoppolo back there. I mean, we didn't really get, we got, we saw it in a couple of playoff games with Brock, but now like it is clear, like Brock and Kyle are seeing the yeah. matrix now, you know, like that in the matrix when sure. Neo, all of a sudden he sees the code, everything is green. Like that's where they are right now. So maybe that helps Kyle not do that so much in big games and big moments. Couldn't hurt. But let's just remember that this happened to Kyle in Atlanta. Like this is, Kyle's been failing this test for like seven years. You know, I don't know. He's, he's got the world in his, in his hand and the universe is presenting him with the ultimate test and he keeps failing it. He's like, you know who he is? My cousin Vinny. You know, he's still working on passing that bar six, six for me, six times as a child. I don't know, but I think this could be his year. Like you have the best team. You have the quarterback you want. You have the running back you want. You got Javon Hargrave. You got the health. You got you. All you got to do at this point is not get in your own way. Like throw the challenge flag when it needs to be thrown. Like don't get cute and try to block the best edge rusher with your backup tight end. He didn't do that against Michael Parsons last week. He was masterful against Micah Parsons. Like, you didn't even know Micah Parsons was on the field. Keep being that, Kyle. Keep being that, Kyle, and this team wins the Super Bowl. I, I don't think we're going to see Brock Purdy all of a sudden fall apart and be like, ah, oh, he's just not good enough to do this. Like, quarterback rating is 123. He seems like he's good enough. You know, he seems like he's good enough. <laughs> and he's, he's improving. Like, we always wondered, yeah. like, where can Brock improve? Well, He's up a hundred yards per game passing wise from last year. A hundred. Okay. Yeah. He's he had 66 first downs last year. He's got 66 passing first downs through five games this year. His completion. Well, he mostly played five games last year. I'm just saying, but, 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 but you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, but he's got, right. I mean, I, he is getting better. His completion percentage is up 5% over last year. It, it's, it's remarkable what he has done. That they have plucked this guy from the last pick in the draft. It's amazing. Uh, we got a bunch of super chats. Let's get to some of them. Chris says, Grant, can't have you saying good things about the 49ers. I'm super hyped right now about our chances, and I'm terrified of being let down. You are the one that keeps us planted with our feet on the ground. Be pessimistic. Sure. Um, but we, again, I think we have to be honest. Like, what's it, what the stakes are for Kyle Shanahan. You can't nitpick this roster and be like, ah, it's not as good as people think it is. Like, no, it is as good as people think it is. Yeah. It is as good as people think it is. So the question is, is Kyle as good as people think he is? And right now the answer is yeah. But we know Kyle's pattern is it's that one game at the end of the year. It's the final exam. He'll, he'll be acing the class. He'll be the number one student in the class. And then whatever happens, he just bombs the final or the AP test. And the, the coach is like, what happened, Kyle? You're my best student. He's like, man, I don't. You know, what happened was it was my bike. This way it was Jaquaski Tart. Jaqu I was going to class and Jaquaski Tart tripped me and I was going to make like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's just like, man, I don't get it, Kyle. But maybe this is the year where he aces the final. Finally, passes the ball. You know what I'm saying? I think there are a lot of 49er fans out there that are not old enough to remember 
what you and I remember, which is when the regular season just felt like when it felt like it was in the way, when it was like, look, we know we're getting to the playoffs. The whole season is going to come down to whether or not we win the Super Bowl, what we do in the playoffs. It's been a long time since it felt like that. Can you beat Green Bay? Are you going to beat Brett Favre in the playoffs? Right. And for a lot of years for the Niners, it was like, "Mm, no, no. The nightmare. That friggin' team. Some great teams. Jerry Rice, Steve Young, not good enough. We're back at that point now. We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, the regular season, obviously, we want everybody to stay healthy, but like they're making the playoffs. They, it, mm-hmm. They're halfway there. 10 wins is going to get you in the playoffs in the NFC. Yeah. So they're making the playoffs. Now it's going to be about what they do. Uh, quick, Matt, doesn't it feel kind of like 94 where it was like, it's all about how you match up with Dallas in 94? And the Niners, I feel like they're building up. That's not, it's Philly this time. Yes. It's all yep. about Philly. Those are the two best teams in the league. Most people think the Niners are better, but Philly kind of matches up well because they're so strong in the trenches and games are won and lost in the trenches and the Eagles never lose there. So it's an interesting matchup. Do you remember that season? Who The 49ers had a horrible loss that year to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's they got true. blown out and Steve Young got yeah. benched and he almost started a fight on the sideline. They lost to Philly. I'm trying to look it up. 40 to 8. That I remember year. that. Um, so, it, but it does feel like 94. You're right. Uh, Matt McCune says, Diamondor Lenore is the best quarterback on our team. Sorry about that. Uh, more loved for the hyena. Is that his nickname? The hyena? I never heard that before. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if he has a nickname and we don't know it, that even speaks more to how underrated, like overlooked this guy is. Like I, To me, he's the new Jimmy Ward on the team. The guy who has game swag, uh, something to say, and the team just doesn't ever talk about them. Like, you ever notice after wins, it's like the usual suspects at the podium every single time? You know what I mean? It's Juszczyk, Kittle, Bosa, McCaffrey, Purdy, uh, Debo or Ayuk, and Warner. That's it every single time. Like, what about someone else? One time. The problem yeah, is all, Lenore, man. all those guys keep having good games. That's true. <laughs> It's true. But you know, yeah. it's like Jimmy Ward was having good games for years and the Niners just never promoted him. And he kind of sort of had to start tooting his own horn on social media and stuff. And it was like, thank you, Jimmy. I love stuff like that. You got, I think you got that from Richard Sherman too, man. You got to speak that stuff into existence. Make yourself a, a name and a, and a, and a character. And Diamondor Lenore is next up. It's part of what Deion Sanders did back in the day. He realized, oh, yeah. Flav, it's supposed to rain Sunday, depending on how heavy the rain is. 49ers might have, might not have their pass game and Watson being able to run plus their D will be very close. Number one, we don't know if Watson's going to play. If he is going to play, his shoulders all sorts of messed up. Okay. Also, I don't think the Niners need to pass to beat anybody. They got this guy, Christian McCaffrey. He's pretty freaking good. And, and you know, like I know the Browns have a good defense, but Dallas, they don't have Nick Chubb anymore. Too. Like, I don't know. They don't have Nick Chubb anymore either. Right. And so it's, I mean, it's going to be uh Kareem Hunt. Yeah, how's how's yeah. Cleveland going to move the ball? That's the thing. The Niners, we talk about their offense all the time. Like, their defense is still really, really, really ridiculously good. And, you know, as Zoolander would say, there's talk of, you know, is this defense, is Steve Wilkes like getting up to speed? It's like, well, here they are allowing less than two touchdowns a game. I mean, they're allowing 13.6 points per game this year. That's incredible. Better than last year. And I was nitpicking Steve Wilkes uh, after the. Cardinals game I was like man where are these sacks and so I started watching the film and I think I I realized what he's trying to do I think he's actually correcting the issue of giving up all those scrambles to quarterbacks you're not seeing these pass rushers just wildly go upfield and rush past the quarterback to try to get around the edge Bosa Farrell 
uh, Jackson, they're really going, they're sort of sacrificing their production to keep the quarterback in the pocket. And I think the way Wilkes is thinking, which is right on, is if we just keep the quarterback in one spot and just constrict the pocket and get and put pressure on him, we don't even need to sack him. He's going to play terribly. All he's going to do is check the ball down over and over again. We'll make the tackle. We'll win by 20. So who cares how many sacks we have? And the fact that Bosa and everyone's buying into that is big because for years they were just all out to get sacks and they would get burned by old Russell Wilson or like Kyler Murray, like anyone who could do get out of the pocket a little bit. Jared Stidham, that was the end-all be-all. That that happened last year. They've improved so much on defense since that game. Never happened Point six points a game. It's ridiculous. Gray Fox 198 says, Grant, I read that players think teams are trying to injure Christian McCaffrey. Have you heard something about that? I'm not in these meetings, but you you heard what's his face? What was his name? Greg Williams talking about Frank Gore and what the Saints wanted to do to him in the Crab 2011. Great. Yeah, man. I mean, you heard that. Like, you're not allowed to explicitly say it, but it's implied. I'm sure the defensive coordinator goes in front of their team, I'm guessing, every week and says, starts and ends with this little Caucasian 200-pound running back. You're going to let this little guy, you're going to let this little white boy run all over you? I'm sure they say stuff like that. You know, I'm trying to rile him up. Like, you're going to let this little pretty boy run on you? And it's implied. Like, rough him up, man. Like, show him him what it's all about. And it's like, first of all, that's not going to work. He's too good. Second of all, the NFL's protecting Christian McCaffrey. This is protecting Brock Purdy. The Niners are the darlings of the NFL. And you're not going to just, you know, be some inferior team coming in to play the Niners and ruining this for the league. This is good for the league. You're not taking this away from anyone. You, you a fi- like, I, they're going to call a 15-yard penalty on you, and then they're going to walk over to Christian McCaffrey, and then they're asking, hey, you all right? And they're going to probably, like, dust off the his jersey, make sure he's all good. Hey, you good, man. Keep Keep doing what you're doing. I'm a big fan. Did you see the 26 million people that watched Niners Cowboys on Sunday Night Football? It was the most watched week five Sunday Night Football game ever. 30 million people. 26 million. I'd like to know how much are like from America and how much are uh, international because they're trying to make this more of an international sport. And I'd like to know where are people watching the sport, not in America. I, I I was impressed when I was in Mexico City how much, how passionate that game was like that was actually the best football game I've ever been to the one in Mexico city. That was cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because I, I don't know you were there. I mean, I feel like people are kind of, they're watching the game. They're looking at their phones. They're at the, the, uh, the lounges, man, a stadium as Teca, there's no lounges, man. It's just a big, <laughs> big bowl. And everyone's yelling. Like it's the world cup. And that the Niners are the only team that might boo in the other team, boo in the Cardinals. It was so cool. People don't boo the other team. They don't really care in America. I don't know. Desensitized. And you also had 87,000 people. So cool. That's the actual number. It was so cool. The first quarter on Levi's, I thought, was like all adrenaline. Like, I think everybody was so pumped up. It was just like we were screaming for every play, before every play, after every play. It was, oh, man. Nah, nah, nah. See, the way I look at it is that the home crowd at Levi's is like one of the weakest Niners home crowds. Like, they, the home crowd for the Niners at SoFi is way better. I don't know why. Well, you know, know, and the home crowd in Mexico City was on the, was like the tippy top. 
that was the best thing I've ever seen. The, like the, the Mexican 49er fans are way more passionate than the American 49er fans. And the Southern California 49er fans go way harder than the Northern California. Levi's, you got to step it up. You got to step it wow. up. There's way too many people not in your seats, chilling in the lounges, all in the video, dancing. No, you got to be out there with the passion like they got so far in that stadium Azteca because – I mean, honestly, the way they fill these t- these stadiums on the road is crazy. Yes, it they is. Got something so to crazy. prove on the road. At Levi's, they're like, man, this isn't candlestick. I don't know why we're here. <laughs> Marcel says, I love how enthusiastic you are about your craft, guys. I mean, look, if you can't be happy and enthusiastic right now, you're just you're in the wrong. You got to get out. It's never getting better than this unless they win a Super Bowl. Like this is peak regular season. This is as happy as you could be. In the regular season. So, yeah, you better be enthusiastic. Victory Jones says, Kyle's Andy Reid before the Super Bowl win. Same story and failures. Yeah, I mean, but but they have their, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't, I don't remember Andy Reid's journey. I just know that Kyle Shanahan's particular story is very unique. And, and it's, it's, it's incredible because he is so good. And yet he's defined so far by losing in the biggest games of, of his best seasons. Like 2016. And that's not unique to Kyle Shanahan. That's pretty much everybody, right? Like, it's like 28 to three is unique to Kyle Shanahan. You know, like what? 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter is unique to Kyle Shanahan. Like he has some skeletons in his closet that Brock doesn't have. That no one, that's just him. And it's like, are you doomed to keep repeating the same mistake? Or is this a triumphant story of change and growth? in someone's early 40s, I think that we're all rooting for that because it gives us faith and hope for humanity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just because you failed in the past doesn't mean you can't succeed. Andy Reid's a prime example, losing multiple NFC Championship games, losing the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and then he gets with a new quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, and he's a big, hairy American winning machine. So we'll see. Uh, we'll find out at the end of the year. Josh Wyatt says, I'm enjoying this run, but McCaffrey is leading the league in carries and touches by a wide margin. The rest of the league will get better. Will the Niners? That's Here's, a great question. I love that. The great rest point. of the league will get better. They better. Nah. <laughs> They're close to the 49ers. That, that's a little heavy handed to say that, but maybe something like the Eagles will get better because right now with their new offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, it's not looking like it looked last year with Shane Steichen. So either <laughs> maybe he'll get better or maybe he's just not as good. But that's a big one right there because it looks like Steve Wilkes is going to eat that dude's lunch. Burke in his face. That's his thing. I, I get I'm probably overconfident right now, but I'm going to be overconfident. All right. Damn it. 30 points a game every game winning. What is it now? 16 straight, right? Or 15 straight. I can't even keep the damn number straight. Yeah. But, you know, to Joshua's point, what happens if McCaffrey gets hurt? And to the previous uh, Super Chatter's point, that seems to be like an unspoken point of emphasis for the rest of the league. Like, let's rough this dude up. So all it takes is one high ankle sprain or something awful, which happens all the time to players, for you to True. look at this team a little differently. That being said, Jordan Mason's nice. Nice. That touchdown. Uh, I don't know if you heard the uh, the radio, the Cowboys radio call of that touchdown. Brad Sham is their play-by-play guy. He said there was a whole lot of for who, for what on that touchdown by the Cowboys defense. And if anybody doesn't remember what... what Ricky Waters. Yes. That's Ricky, Ricky Waters. He was on the Ricky Eagles. Waters. He short-armed a ball over the middle, and they called him on it after the game, like, hey, shouldn't you have gone all out for that? And his response oh. was for who, for what. 
Well done. That's a Cal. bad answer, but such a classic answer. <laughs> Jordan Mason. Um, who runs harder than Jordan Mason in the NFL? He, I'd like to know. He is. I don't think there is one. You can tell when he gets in there. He's just so happy to pee in and get the ball. He's like, I'm going to run through everybody because I'm getting he like initiates the contact. Yeah, he initiates awesome. the contact too. Woo. He's so good. He's got to be the number two running back. Sorry, Elijah Mitchell. He's it, it, Jordan Mason. Yeah, He's so Over. good. He could start. He would start for the Rams. I mean, he would start. I think he's better than James Conner. I think he's better uh, than Kenneth Walker. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just a Jordan Mason homer. But the guy is a little really homer. Good. He's very good. No I'll doubt about over it. James Conner. Talking Head says, to Flav's point, it's rainy and 40-degree, 40-plus uh, gusts. If you don't have to worry about a pass game, you can focus on the run, and Cleveland has the number one defense. Okay, but even if that's, like, the case, the Niners could do, do still do screen passes. They could do short passes. Like They do that all the time. They yeah. don't throw down the field. Their pa- the, the pass goes 10 yards, and everyone's like, oh, wow. But it's great because it's open, and it works. And again, how is Cleveland going to move the ball? You think Cleveland's going to run the ball in the 49ers? Like, I I don't know. I, and maybe I'm overconfident, but I don't see it. Chris is back. He says, even if they slow our offense, there's no chance they beat us. Maybe if they still had Chubb, but PJ Walker is not beating us in a monsoon or perfect weather. Niners are six and a half point favorites on the road against the number one defense in the league. Rob, you said you saw five and a half yesterday. Uh, I saw five and a half this morning. This morning. I mean, so yeah. this seems to indicate that maybe the people who know what's going on are thinking maybe Deshaun Watson won't play. If that's the case, Cleveland's coming off a bye week. It's a 10 a.m. start. Yada, yada, yada. Six and a half points against potentially a backup quarterback. Do you like that action for the Niners? I like it at 12 and a half point. Are yeah, you yeah, kidding yeah. me? Are you yeah. kidding? Yes. Like, and it was, hilarious. it was hilarious that uh, they were like, well, is, is it? going to be dorian thompson robin no 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 we're going to take a quarterback off the practice squad i almost feel like they're they're doing dtr a favor they're like sorry pj you drew the short stick you got to face the 49ers defense and then maybe you know they'll go back to dtr next week play dtr i know it didn't go well for him last time but i'm a big dtr fan i went to ucla he was great there give him another chance come on zach wilson's coming around give him another one more chance i take the niners all day and i feel great about it Jeremy says, hey, Grant, I'm traveling solo for the first time from Florida to Cleveland for the game. Can't wait to be there and take it all in for a day. Stay blessed, nice. Grant. Niners. Thank you That's very much, Jeremy. I'm not going to be there. I'm taking a little time off from traveling, but I'll get back there eventually. Expensive. Midwest. Uh, Khalil says, perfect seasons notwithstanding. The real question is, who's going to play Grant in the Brock Purdy movie? Hmm. I don't know. Who would play you? Oh. Someone, oh man, it's gonna be embarrassing. That's not that'd be funny. Jay Baruchel, maybe everybody says he looks like me, kind of looks like you too. I could see that. It's probably gonna be James Franco. <laughs> yeah, I could kind of see that. All right, James Franco. Oh, apologies for that. I don't know why that happened. I gotta shut my phone up. Uh, Jeremy is back, says at this point in their careers, who would you rather have, Brock Purdy or Deshaun Watson? Are you serious? Let's see. Well, let's compare. Would you rather have a 23-year-old quarterback on the literal cheapest quarterback contract in the NFL, or would you rather have a guy who's a shell of himself, who was accused of sexual misconduct by like 30 women, 
and has the most ridiculous and fully guaranteed contract in the league. Hmm. Which one would you rather have, Grant? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Brock Purdy on that one. That's a no-brainer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Waddell says, uh, Jordan Mason did screw up that option route pass, though. That's true. I don't even remember that. I was in a... He was the wrong way. The ball went the other way. Yeah, it's true. He runs hard, though. He ain't no Christian McCaffrey. I'm sorry. Pete Uh, Davidson. Pete Davidson would play you in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that? I can see it. Matt McCown says, holy crap, stats does look like Hiccup. Yeah, see, everybody thinks I look like that Jay Baruchel guy. Which, like, why does he get to be rich and famous and successful and I'm here with you? Ooh, I'll take it. See what I did there? Real talk. Real talk. I've been saying that a lot recently. Someone said it yesterday in a super chat, and I think it's so fun to end a little sentence with be like, hey, da 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 Real talk. It's like, oh, man, he meant that. JJ00 watching on my Twitch page at Stats on Fire. I think Grant is making more per year than Purdy right now. So do I. That is not real talk. Sorry. Wish it were. <laughs> not real talk. It is so hard not to just like assume and, and run through the whole schedule and be like, they're going to win every game. They're going to win every game. They're going to win every game in the playoffs. They're going to win the Super Bowl. It's done. But that's how I feel right now because of where this team is and everything that they're doing. Yeah. And to me, it's mostly because of it's because of 13 and 23. Like in the past with tenant quarterback, you knew that no matter how good the team was, he was going to find a way to lose a couple games that they should not lose. And he always did because he never improved. He always stayed the same, which means he kind of got worse because the book on him got better. So you could just count on that with the Niners. It's a whole new team because to me, Brock Purdy has a way higher standard for himself than Jimmy ever had. He's more prepared. He has a better feel for the system. Like He's like Matt Ryan in 2016. He's like on that level in terms of mastery of the offense already at 23 years old. Um, just his standard of excellence, McCaffrey's standard, how ready they are every week. It's hard for them to have quote unquote letdown games. Like that's kind of a product of your quarterback because he's so important and Jimmy's so inconsistent um, or consistently mediocre, whatever you want to say. Like, I think this is a big reflection of Brock in particular. He's the freaking quarterback. If they had McCaffrey out there with Sam Darnold, like I bet Sam Darnold would still find a way to lose some games that they shouldn't lose. But with Purdy out there, if they lose McCaffrey, I wonder, like, they still have Debo. They could throw him at running back. I mean, you have so much. Would they all of a sudden start losing? I don't, I'm not sure. Quarterback's so important and Brock's doing it so well for this team. I don't know. It would be harder for sure, without question, if if McCaffrey wasn't out there. But yeah, I don't automatically imagine that they would just go right in the tank. Um, But the big thing with with Purdy is, one, he seems to be locked in every week. But two, he's not turning the ball over. He has no interceptions on the year. The 49ers have two giveaways all season, and one was McCaffrey fumbling on the one-yard line against the Cowboys on Sunday. They lead the league, or they're tied for the league lead in turnover differential with the Bucks at plus seven. They led the league in turnover differential last year. That is the massive thing for the 49ers. Brock is protecting the ball. The guys aren't fumbling, and the defense is generating turnovers. Eight interceptions on the year. That's tied for the league lead. And when you don't turn the ball over and you take it away from the other team with the offense that this team has, that's why they're blowing everybody out by multiple scores. They've won by multiple scores every week this year, except the friggin' Rams week when Sean McVay kicked a meaningless field goal on the last play of the game. Can we say something about Brock and put his season in perspective? Like, I think 
maybe I'm missing it because we all say like, oh, look, he's a little, he's a product or the system or the supporting cast and his physical skill set. Like, okay, his numbers though, his numbers through five games are better than the numbers Matt Ryan put up in his MVP season under Kyle Shanahan. That year he was, his quarterback rating was 117. It was over the, the long haul. But if Brock keeps this up, he's going to be the MVP of the league, folks. No matter what you think of him, whether you think he's a product or a game manager or this or that, he's going to be the MVP, not McCaffrey. And that's wild to think about. Um, man, if you find a way to put up a 123 quarterback rating, you deserve it. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's legit. Peter King said this week Brock Purdy would get his MVP vote right now. Um, and Peter usually has a pretty good sense of, of that kind of thing. Obviously saying McCaffrey blew it when he some fumbled. That's it. You just gave it right to Well, McCaffrey's going to be Purdy. offensive player of the year. I, I bet that before the year even started to me, that was easy money. Oh, if you're yeah, wondering, they'll split it. Yeah. 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 That's what they'll yeah, do. Yeah. 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 You that's could make the argument right now, Grant, that the 49ers have the MVP, the offensive player of the year and the defensive player of the year in Fred Warner. Yeah. You can make an argument. They have all three, by the way, oh. Uh, real quick, Brock Purdy is plus 700 for MVP right now. It's tied for third best in the NFL. So if you think he's going to win, pluck your money down. US. And you win $700. That's what plus 700 means. So right. uh, you could win a nice little chunk of change. But yeah, I think the Niners have all those awards right now. So, okay, let's circle back to the beginning of the show. This is the point I'm trying to make. You got the MVP of the league at quarterback, potentially. You got the offensive player of the year at running back. You got the defensive player of the year at linebacker. Kyle. Win the Super Bowl, man. This is it. This is your year. You can do it. We all believe in you. Don't find a way because you're out of excuses. If you lose the NFC Championship game, everyone's looking at you. No one's looking at Tyler Croft or, or Jaquaski Tart. But again, I think I, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl, man. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm not feeling pessimistic. I'm not like sitting back here like, okay, you know, Eagles, nah, the Eagles still got them. I don't know. I think this is their year. I think Kyle can do it. I think I think even Kyle Shanahan can win the Super Bowl with this team. See, sorry, man. Kyle. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love I love you, Kyle. I love you, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, right. This I is really like Kyle. I have fun with Kyle. I have fun with Kyle. But I'm not going to blame any loss on Kyle Shanahan. Like just because they lose doesn't mean it's Kyle Shanahan's fault. Are you with yeah, me? Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what ha- what happens. Yes. But so yeah. far, it looks like they're never going to lose again ever. Josh Wyatt says Shia LaBeouf as Grant Ooh. screaming. Do it, Kyle. Yeah, you know what? I kind of see that too. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, that is the one. I I'll take like it. That. Darnold rules. Screaming Grant is my favorite. Grant. Did Jeremy you see the Stokes? picture I posted on Twitter a couple nights ago? Me and my no. dad, twenty years ago, where I had the big afro. You had a big afro. Yeah, the big one. I gotta go check. If you want to? Oh yeah, it's on my Twitter from like two, two nights ago. Uh, I'll try and pull that up in a second. Uh, Jeremy Soto yeah, says, Purdy's the MVP making 900K. Pretty much. I mean, I, I, it would clearly be probably the lowest salaried MVP, you know, going back to when they made no money back in the day, I would imagine. Has to be. They need they need to get rid of this rookie wage scale. It's not. It's un-American, and I won't stand for it. Brock Purdy should be able to renegotiate his stuff now, today. And the fact that he can't is such an advantage for the 49ers. It's so... Unfair. It's a bad rule. I understand why they did it, mostly because of Jamarcus Russell. It's it's the it's the Jamarcus Russell rule. You know what I'm saying? It really has changed a lot in the league. There we go. I found the picture. If you're watching on YouTube, look at you, Grant. 
That is 20 years ago. Wow. That was that's what you call puberty right there. <laughs> Curly hair. I don't think I could do that anymore. That's I don't like think my hair would do that. Style hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what it's all that's what it's all about right there, baby. You that's can see it. Impressive. Look at my dad too. Look how young he looked there. Oh, here we'll go back really quick. Well, you said it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Who man. doesn't look good 20 years ago? <laughs> me. <laughs> well, okay. You said it, not me. Yeah, thanks. Um, let's see. We got another super chat from Chris. Imagine Dolphins 49ers Super Bowl. McDaniel Press Week would be wild. That would be, I mean, God, the stories that would come out about them and how they were on the same staff. And you know McDaniel would want to beat the brakes off of Kyle Shanahan. I think McDaniel really does think he's better than Kyle Shanahan, and I think he wants to prove everything to the world. Yeah, but I don't think his team's as good as Kyle's. Like, it's not. I mean, they lost 48-20 to 20 to Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, they, nah, I don't know about that. They haven't beaten anyone that matters. They've beaten the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, and the Giants. That doesn't mean anything. Doesn't I mean anything. I tell you a couple weeks ago, they weren't it. Yeah, well, I think, I mean... You give okay? 48 okay. points. Yeah. I almost knocked over my water and I was scared, oh. but I didn't. didn't. I know they top 70 on Denver, but, you know, let's cool. calm down a little bit. Cool. Uh, yeah. The Niners dropped 42 on Dallas. That's probably more impressive. In three quarters, basically, too. Like, exactly. That's- yeah. Yeah. I, th- I feel like the Dolphins made, an, made it a point to run it up. Oh, yeah. You know. Lucky Rosario says, Jimmy was holding the offense back for six years. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it was Kyle. His plays freaking suck, man. Jimmy, dude, you're never gonna live that down, ever. He, imagine who, like, okay, so who plays me in the Brock Purdy story? Who plays Jimmy in the block in the Brock Purdy story? And how do they portray Jimmy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know who would play Jimmy, but I do Self-satisfied, know satisfied, complacent. Um, is the offense we thought they could have? That we when we were screaming about different. all these guys yeah. that were not there. Like this is it. This is the offense we thought we... It's everything that we thought it could be, Grant. It's so beautiful. It is really. It's really, really nice. It's not, And he's hitting the balls down... The, he's hitting the throws down the field, too. Now, it'd be nice to see what Sam Darnold could do, what the next Steve Young could do in this offense. I'm still waiting to see that. But for now, he is kind of looking like the next Joe Montana a little bit right now. Like, he's not Joe. And I didn't live through the Joe years, but it's like just the fact that he's on the Niners and running around playing like that is very... Like, he seems like the kind of guy who could pull off the throw to Dwight Clark. He could get out of the pocket, roll back, fall back, make that throw. Doesn't mean he will, but I feel like he, he has that in his bag. If you're watching on YouTube now, I pulled up a picture of a third down play from the Cowboys game. There's Debo Samuel is open short for a first down, and then there's Jawan Jennings, who was about 10, year, 10 yards further down the field. And Kyle Posey pointed out on Twitter that we all know where the ball would go on third down if Jimmy Garoppolo was still the quarterback. It's going to Debo because he's got a first down and he's open. But Brock doesn't do that. He doesn't take the singles. He takes the doubles. He looks deeper down the field. He throws it to Jawan Jennings for the first down, which obviously is great because you're gaining more yards. But I also think it helps Grant because if Debo catches that ball on that play, he's going to get smashed by the linebacker in the middle of the field. He didn't have to take that punishment now because Brock is looking for open guys further down the field, especially outside the numbers. You don't take the same kind of physical punishment that you do when you're catching passes over the middle. And I think over the long season, that does have an effect. Also, I just, it just, his, his field vision is so much better. 
than Jimmy's. Jimmy always felt like he was reluctant to do anything with the offense. He was he almost felt like, okay, Kyle told me to go here. So okay, I'll throw it here. Well, you said, I mean, I threw it to the intercept, I threw the interception to the linebacker, but you said he was going to be open. I did I just did what you said. It just feels like Purdy takes ownership of whatever's happening on the field and can see it's like, okay, I'm supposed to go to Debo, but Juwan's open. And how many times have you heard Kyle after the game say, like, I was really impressed that Purdy on this one throw because he was like the fourth read in the progression. Really impressed that he got all the way. I mean, it was he missed the throw, but the fact that he even got there, it's like, yeah, man, Jimmy never do that. So that's part of the nuance of appreciating Brock Purdy is like, man, that was not the first read at all. He just saw it and he saw it in time and he got it there. Like really good, really good. Like his, his highlights aren't super fun to watch. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's just a highly efficient quarter. He's really good. Really good. It really felt good. Like with Jimmy Garoppolo that the offense. It, it, I remember thinking like it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard to move the ball with all these players and this play caller, and yet it was. And now it's the complete opposite. I mean, you look at some of Brock's touchdown throws. That the last touchdown throw to Kittle, Brock just lobs it up. It's like a pass that you or I could have made because Brock is throwing with anticipation. He knows exactly where Kittle's going to be. And he doesn't have to throw a rocket in there because he knows there's nobody on that part of the field. He just lobs it up. Kittle catches it, no problem. I think that's part of the reason why the drops are way down this year. It's just, it's just easy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we with, with Jimmy, got to remember, he went 5-0 and and got paid $100-something million without knowing Kyle's system. So I think from Jimmy's perspective, man, like, I don't need your system. I'm the guy. Like you, like I think there was always a little tension there. Like, man, you couldn't win without me. I came here. I was basically making it up on the fly. I didn't know any of your plays, and I went five and zero, oh, man. So we got to meet in the middle on this one. We got to, but we have to have some creative uh, talks and and compromise because I don't want to just do what you do. Like, I, I never felt that Jimmy really put in the time to fully learn and grasp this system. I don't think he valued it. You saw, he said your plays freaking suck. I don't think it was something that mattered to him. It's a feeling I get for Brock. I mean, he's serious, a heart attack about it. Like this is his ticket to being a starting quarterback, Ma like kind of like Dick Mullins mastering this system. And he's still working on it. Cause he's not going to get paid until after next year. So he is dead. He's the best student. He's not the guy who's going to flunk his final. I could sum it up in three words. Brock texts back. Jimmy Garoppolo was a ghost outside of the facility. Brock does his homework. Brock, Brock does his homework. Yeah, and I think it's clear because of obviously like what you said, how he's played, but also because of what's at stake. We talked about it with Brandon Ayuk, right? There's a different yeah. motivation when you know tens of millions of dollars is on the table. It, it would Brock motivate a summer school. Brock goes to summer school. You know what I'm saying? He looks like Brock. he's going to summer school. He looks very, very young. Chris yeah. says, A.T. O'Sullivan showing Brock's anticipation throws is amazing to me. It's what Manning was so good at. DBs would have to cheat to break up a lot of these passes. Yeah, the, the latest J.T. O'Sullivan video does a good job of that, especially like on the last touchdown to Kittle, Kittle fakes to the left and then breaks back over the middle, and Brock is starting to throw the ball before Kittle even fakes to the left. Like that's how locked in he is, and that is why it looks so damn easy, how guys look so open, because you're for your defender – you're screwed if the quarterback is throwing before the guy's out of his break. And why is he throwing before the ball's out of his break? It just feels like he knows the offense better than anyone. He's 23. Feels like he knows the offense better than anyone, better than Jimmy ever did. As what, Maybe not as well as Kyle, but like, right. It's incredible. Who the hell is this kid and where did he come from? And who he does he think he is? 
when they drafted this guy, I watched his highlights for like five minutes. I was like, okay, so they got CJ Beathard again. Like, no, this guy, like I watched CJ Beathard for years. Like that, he, he just seemed happy to be on an NFL team. He was playing ping pong every day. This guy, Brock Purdy, is the most serious professional. He, every day he's at his locker just sitting there reading, like studying. Like he's not the starting quarterback of the team. It's very, you know, it hasn't changed at all. Not yet. Maybe it will one day and he'll come in. Like, uh, you ever see Boogie Nights? And no. He'll just come in just like, oh man, never mind. But he'll just like come in like totally detached and gone from reality and he'll just be a total, like Russell Wilson. Maybe he'll be like, you know, married to Sierra one day or the equivalent. And he'll be a star. Or maybe he'll just keep plugging away as this, you know, aw shucks, football is my only passion. I don't care about money and fame guy. Maybe. Who knows? Matt says, JT O'Sullivan calling Kyle Juszczyk coach's buddy. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. He keeps doing it? He did it oh, more. Like that. Juice caught like the touchdown. Uh, and then Fonzie Gonzalez like says, when JTO gets a bit, he just sticks with it. Like That's, that's money. I love that. Keep he also going. calls Kyle Shanahan Nepo baby, which is hilarious. Uh, Fonzie <laughs> Gonzalez says, Henry Cap as Jimmy Garoppolo and Daniel Day-Lewis as Kyle Shanahan. Henry Cavill is not, not. He's a little old. I can't play, stand Daniel Day-Lewis, dude. God, really? That guy overdoes it all. It's way too much. Hmm. That's for me. He does. It's like, oh, dude, come on, Daniel. <laughs> One more point I want to make about Brock. I think it's the first time that Kyle Shanahan has ever had a quarterback where everything special about him is from the neck up. And I think that's why you're seeing what you're what seeing out of this offense. Brock's intonation, his field vision, his poise, everything. Neck up. Like, incredible, incredible aspects and attributes from him. And I don't think Kyle's really had that un- uh, since Matt Ryan. It's He definitely hasn't yeah. had it in San Francisco. That's what I was going to say. It's a little bit Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan by the year two had just totally dialed in this system because he's yep. really smart like Brock. But I think what makes Brock, um, I mean, he's not the downfield thrower that Matt Ryan was, although Matt Ryan did have Julio Jones, but he's so much more mobile. And oh. that's so important. Like Matt Ryan was a freaking statue. And a big reason they blew the 28 to three lead is that Ryan took sacks up big in the second half when it's like Purdy wouldn't have. Straight up wouldn't have taken those sacks and probably would. Pretty wouldn't have lost that game. They're up 28 to three. Pretty would have won that Super Bowl. How about that? How about that? Pretty's only taken eight sacks this year, and three of them came in the first week against TJ Watt and the Steelers. Yep. And it's, you know, the Niners have a good offensive line, but it's not like all world. You know, it's not like he's not being touched. He's moving around, he's making guys miss, he's doing those type of things. Uh, Chris says, Kyle Brandt and George Kittle say he's a robot or AI. I assume he's talking about Brock Purdy. He is kind of like a robot. It was Kyle. No, you think he was talking about Kyle? Yeah, so it's Shanahan. I mean, they're both so like Terminatory in terms of how they look at the game, right? It's just so like locked in and digital. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. There are times when Kyle Shanahan seems like human flesh put over a metal exoskeleton, like especially sometimes. Matt said, Daniel Day-Lewis as Butcher was epic. I didn't like Eggs in New York. I thought it was kind of lame. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio being mad. He has what he always does. Did everyone notice that? that Leonardo DiCaprio's emotional range is calm and mad. That's it. He gets, He's got two settings. You just chop me up and feed me to the poor. It's like, oh, man, Leo's getting mad. 
Oh <laughs> man, now he's not mad anymore. Lucky Rosario says Brock seems like a mobile Drew Brees, which is a hilarious um, comment because remember before they drafted Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan kind of talked about how he wanted like a mobile guy like Lamar Jackson and a, an accurate guy like Drew Brees. I'm not going to say Brock is is mobile like Lamar, but he's elusive like Lamar, and he does seem to be accurate right now. Like we said, throwing 72%, completing 72% of his passes. He's better than Patrick Mahomes, I guess. <laughs> Who is this? Spreadsheet? Is that you? No. Uh, Deborah says, for Brock, it's his faith. He believes it's a calling. He's meant to do it. Whatever he believes, it's working. That is true. I'm telling you, man, that is true. He, yeah. That's where a lot of his confidence comes from. It's like, he, he feels he was put on this earth by God to do this. And that's a, that's a, that's some serious drive. If that's your source of drive, hard to match that one. Well, so I have, that's kind of one of the things that I think we need to learn about Brock because they've just been blowing the hell out of people for so long, but late game situation, close game situation. How does he react? He seems very calm and very poised, uh, to his, you know, everything that we've seen so far makes us think that he would be good in those moments, but we don't know until he actually is in them. And just to further the point, the 49ers have only trailed for one minute and 45 seconds this entire season. So we just haven't gotten Brock Purdy in those situations yet. And I do think that's one thing that we have yet to learn. I'm not saying he can't do it before the Brock truthers come for me. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying, we haven't had a chance to see it a lot yet. I feel like it's been it's been hard for Niners quarterbacks to stay grounded the last 10 years. I mean, the Niners are a very high-profile team, and when you're the quarterback of the Niners, like you get Joe Montana and Steve Young compared, especially when you have a hot start. So, I mean, Colin Kaepernick, he became a mega celebrity. It was kind of hard for him to stay grounded, in my opinion. Jimmy Garoppolo became like a crossover model star. It was kind of hard for him yeah, to stay grounded. San Francisco, Jimmy G. Yeah, I mean, Trey Lance was supposed to be the humble dude from Minnesota, and he came over here, and he became like a social media uh, maven and was like get so, getting caught at parties left and right. It was kind of hard for him to stay grounded. And I think with Brock, like part of the what he's doing is he's seems like he's staying grounded enough to keep the same type of drive that he's had since when he was third-string quarterback. And maybe that's because of his faith or maybe that's because he literally can't get an extension until after next year and nothing's promised to him. Whatever it is, like he has the drive and consistency that the Niners have been searching for a quarterback for such a long time. And I think that that is very important when you're talking about a team that has been to three out of the last four NFC championship games that hasn't been able to win a Super Bowl. We always talk about how hard it is to keep climbing that mountain and keep putting forth that same kind of effort, how you have to start over every single year. Well, it's a hell of a lot easier when your most important player doesn't have that kind of fatigue, so to speak, right? He has the drive. He's still hungry. He's certainly, you know, more hungry than maybe guys that have been there for a little while. And I think that that is a driving force for this team that is so different than, say, like Andy Reid's Eagles teams that went to, I think it was four straight NFC championship games, right? It's different when everybody's the same, but the 49ers have added McCaffrey. They've added Brock Purdy. They've added Javon Hargrave. So they have key players in key spots that don't have that same kind of fatigue that maybe some of the other people on the team have. And I think that's driving them. 
Yeah, at quarterback, you need to be locked in like as much as the coach. You need to be locked in more than any other player on the team. And with Kaepernick, it was like, man, he got a, a, another interest at 26, 27 years old. Jimmy Garoppolo went MIA in the offseasons. Trey Lance was getting caught in the club. You know what I mean? Like, it's really interesting to see uh, just that Niners have a, a, a straight-up nerd at quarterback for the first time in a minute because the best quarterbacks to me are straight-up nerds. Like, you see Peyton and Eli on their little Manning cast. They're nerds. Making nerd jokes, dad jokes, like they're, and it's cool. Tom Brady, nerd. Drew Brees, big nerd. Kirk Cousins, mega nerd. Like, <laughs> you're not cool. You're a quarterback, and you have to work really hard. Um, I think Brock gets that for now. You know what's cool? Winning is cool, and the 49ers yeah. do it relentlessly. Jeremy Soto yeah. says sturdy purdy. Uh, Matt says Leo Leonardo DiCaprio plays the same character in every movie. Ugh. See, I think he George does. Same character. In Thank you. Oh, he's getting mad. I'm, oh, I love when Leo. Oh, he's getting mad. <laughs> Chris says Tom Holland as Brock Purdy. Easy choice. You know what? That is really that is excellent, Chris. He does kind of look like Tom. I, I think I'm on board with that one. Uh, let's see this. Justin Justin Lomker says, I guess Brock's biggest issue is ball control during the sack. Luckily, we got them back till now. That, however, is nitpicking really hard. It is. For sure. Very hard. Two hands on the ball. <laughs> Two hands on the ball. Five points of pressure. Deborah says they were down 10 to the Raiders. Yeah, okay. Fair. But that was also the Raiders. It was also like when the Niners were rolling and everyone knew they were going to the playoffs. Like, it's... They He's knew they were... going to have better comebacks than that, Deborah. Yeah. He's going to have w w tougher tougher holes to climb out of than that. But yeah, You're that's, right, that's true. But it did happen. Yes. That's not like... To me, that's not enough of a test. And I, I need to see it multiple times also. Just one an instance of one time is not going to be enough. WS says, I think this is the week the Niners win, but two streaks end. The 30 points per game and Moody's streak. What do you think? Ah, uh, Jake Moody hasn't missed that. a kick yet. I can see why I'd say that. Great defense, adverse conditions, midway. Sure. Another reason. I'm glad I'm not going to Cleveland this month. <laughs> yeah. Sit in the rain. That's one thing I have to admit. Like, I, I had such a blast at the game on Sunday. It was incredible. But I was looking around thinking, like, this is amazing. But if it was 30 degrees outside and there was wind and rain, it wouldn't be that amazing. I don't know that I could sign up for that. So I'm a fair weather football attendee uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Coco. Uh, yeah, Coco. I'm going to go with Coco. Coco Puff says, I think Brock Purdy cares about winning way more than Jimmy. Certainly looks like it. Right now, also, I feel like Jimmy was was content to like sit back and ride the coattails of his defense and run game and be like, "All I do is win by four points." Whereas, <laughs> like Purdy's over here, like, "Nah, man, I have way higher standards." Like, yeah, we're gonna win, but I'm gonna be the MVP and we're gonna put up 35 points and like, I'm gonna be way better than you and I'm not gonna be, you know, content to take it. Jimmy always seemed like the guy who took uh, credit for other people's work in a group project. Yeah, definitely. Like he was working in bad faith. You know what I'm saying? Almost stealing, stealing credit. Brock's That's not like that. Brock's carrying his weight. Brock's carrying his weight. Brock is a low key. Like, Brock's the freshman in your in your calculus class, who's the smartest kid in your group, and doing all the work. And you're like, man, Brock, I don't know who you are, where you came from, who your parents are. I mean, I can't buy you a drink or anything like. But thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and being my friend. And what can I do? Can I introduce you to someone? Can I do something for you? We've got a few more Brock. super chats I want to get to before we call it a day. Alex Tree says, I love that Brock is a man of faith 
You won't see him being the cool guy at parties or on dates with porn stars. He just stays home and does his homework. Looks like he's all about ball right now. And obviously, as a fan, you wish all your players were like that all the time. Obviously, these are human beings. They have a right to enjoy themselves. But we, everything about Brock is good. He's checking every box. He's still really young, though. We'll see what happens. I'm just saying, yes. go back and watch Boogie Nights and see the character arc of Mark Wahlberg. And that he was a real young, innocent guy in that movie, too. And then what happened to Mark in Boogie Nights? I don't think it's going to happen to Brock Purdy, though. But, you, uh, you know, you never know. That's right. Talking Head says, thank God the NFL has the 49ers. The talent disparity in this league is at a historical high. Generally, the total product has not been good in NFC, AFC. Dude, the the NFC's product, the NFL's product is so not good. I mean, they lost Rodgers. They lost Brady. They lost Manning. They don't have a lot of star power in the league anymore, and they don't have dominant teams. So really what they're coasting on is like fantasy football. People just having their own teams and picking players and being interested that way, but there's no transcendent. There's Patrick Mahomes and the 49ers. That's what the, that's what the league has right now. And Niners mean a lot to the league. I think they're in a state of transition for sure. I think what's hurt is that Mahomes has won so much. Like they don't have, like if Josh Allen had a Super Bowl win, then it's like, okay, Mahomes. It's going to be Brock and and Mahomes. That's what it's going to be. It could be. Uh, Mike, hurts. Maybe hurts, although he had his chance and he kind of fumbled it, although he scored for 35. Uh, Mike says, you think Shanahan is a good coach or is the team making him look good? He it's said couch. Cool. Well, yeah, the, but I don't. The question is about is if he's a good couch. Shanahan uh, is a couch. Let me just say. One hell of a couch. Um, look, he's a good coach right now. Again, Shanahan isn't a bad coach. He's flawed. You know, everyone's flawed. But his flaw is the one game at the end of the year. Very interesting, particular, unique flaw. Is he a good coach? Absolutely. Absolutely. His team plays hard for him. He's a great play designer. He empowers his leaders to lead. Uh, his team is his team is making him look good, but he put this team together. He put this team together. I think Along he's a great Lynch. coach. I think he needs to, you know, obviously needs to get a championship. Uh, yeah, I don't want to throw the word great around. I feel like great it requires hardware to be great. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, Dan Marino didn't have it. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I think you can. I think Marty Schottenheimer was a good coach. He didn't have a Super Bowl. Marty Schottenheimer was a great coach. Rob, yeah, for real. I think he was. Marty, he's not the best coach. I'm not (laughs) saying that, but like we do this thing where like if you're not the best, then you're awful. And like, no, there there are numbers two, three, four, five. Schottenheimer, I did not expect that one. Okay, okay, okay. All right, hey, each his own. Matt says Mike looks like Brock Purdy. Yes, that's true. Yes, thank you. Alex says Kevin Connolly as Brock. Who's Kevin Connolly? I have no idea. Sorry. Maybe I'm out of touch. Oh, Sorry. Up. Kevin Connolly. Who are you? Oh. Oh, the dude from Entourage. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. him, actually. Sorry, I didn't know. He's like 45 now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a little old. Uh, Jimmy, although Kevin James played Sean Payton in a movie, so who the hell knows? Uh, Jimmy Kwan, thank you very much. Brock was asked about adversity. He stated that when the housing market crashed, his family lost everything. His father put his trust in God and was able to recover. He said the game is what it is, and he keeps that perspective. He's talked multiple times about how he never worried about his career because it was basically like, if my career is over, you know, I'm a complete person. I'm a full person. I have a fulfilling life. Like I'm, I'll be okay. He does seem very grounded and very calm and and all that stuff. 
I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying we haven't seen that really get tested much in the league. Yeah, he's really young, too. Like, he's very innocent. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll see what happens. (laughs) But for now, he is just cheerful, innocent, undefeated, essentially. Let's enjoy it. Uh, Chris, we'll sneak one more. In no way the NFL pushes Purdy, a conservative man of faith. That's not the in thing in this country anymore, unfortunately. All right, well. It's the NFL. It's like the most conservative league of all. You know, yes, they absolutely, they're going to, they already are pushing Brock Purdy. He's the greatest story ever. He's their little, he's their Steph Curry. The little guy that it looks like everyone on the street, everyone, you know. Yeah. They're going to push Brock Purdy. They'll push the nine. I mean, the Niners are a team for sure. They're one of the few, there's probably like five in the league. The Niners are absolutely one of them, as we saw with the ratings. Like I said, Sunday Night Football, 26 million people watched. Not quite 26 million people on the stream, but a hell of a lot of people, Grant. Thank you so much for joining us. Please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. And make sure you like and subscribe to both YouTube channels. Grant's YouTube channel, just search Grant Cohn, pops right up. And the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel as well. Good to talk to you again, sir. I'm sorry I couldn't meet you when I was at the game in Santa Clara. I apologize for that. But hopefully... We can meet up in Vegas this year in February. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm starting to think that's uh, going to happen. So see you there. Let's yeah. go. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody. <laughs>